Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I am welcoming everybody from actually under my table, or more accurately from under my desk, because I don't sell product without it being 100% true. Um, I am a bit nervous because I want to do this without any cards, just straight up conversation, uh, although a conversation with myself, because I am also doing it on my own, um, which we'll see how it goes. I have wanted to do this for a while, and I think it would be a good idea if I can actually, you know, do it every week. Um, so all we can do is just try, and it it is, like right now, today, it is 30th of December 2016, and uh, I did say that a podcast is something I wanted to do for 2017, and as soon as I said it, of course, I was like, well, I have to get up and do it right now, um, but I had no free house, no whatever, so I didn't, uh, but I'm doing it now, right before 2016, and if I can drag it over to the new year, maybe it can actually work out. Um... And a side note, I do hope the audio works well. I don't know for how long I can record because it turns out that connecting my phone to the computer and using the microphone that way creates a lot of background noise, whereas when I checked before, just recording straight onto my phone works a lot better. Um, but I don't know how long that will work for. I hope it doesn't just cut off. Um, but we'll see. It's a work in progress. Um and for anyone who's interested also, I should say that at the end of each of these, I want to make a little segment um, about LGBT news from Poland. Uh, and for everybody who doesn't know, um, I am Polish, I am LGBT, so um, I think, especially I think this year brought forward that that's something important. And it's something that people need to be educated about and it's things that I kind of want to spread awareness of. So um, if you're interested in that, you are welcome to just skip forward and go to that. If not, you can um, you can listen to the rest of it. So uh, 2016 is ending. I'm not actually sure when this is going to go up, if it's going to still go up in 2016 or if it will be up in 2017. But... It is that period of transition from last year to new, and even though it is all an arbitrary concept of time, arbitrary measurement of time, I think it gives a lot of people a chance to actually like sit down and reflect and put everything in perspective. I mean, it could be it could be December, January, it could be March, April, it could be anything, but you know, because as a collective, we all kind of go together and celebrate it and look back on everything. I think it's still it's still quite nice that we as humans we can you know reflect on things that happen and have goals for whatever is to come next. Whether we keep them or not. I mean it's always nice if we do, but especially if you do though, I think that gives you a kind of good place to start off with. Especially because everybody's doing stuff, everybody's kind of having resolutions and whatnot. Um and so I think we can all agree that 2016 was a crazy year. It was 
Oh, uh, wow. It was, it was just mad. So many, and it wasn't just crazy. It was, it was also really sad for many people, um, with everything that has been going on politically. And with all this sort of iconic celebrities, you know, kind of pop stars and like important people in popular culture, um, with all of these people passing away and, you know, just collectively so many things that made people go, this is a shit year. <laughs> And sometimes it's been funny. Sometimes I have to say it's been funny in a very, like, shitposty way. Especially with the election happening, you know, before the results were in and kind of everybody realised that everybody's in the shit. Um, And when post-election, you know, Trump having, like, electing people uh, totally not suited for the job, just kind of like he is not, um, before all that happened... I think the whole election was quite funny uh, with some of the shit that was happening, you know, on Twitter, on social media, especially seeing as, you know, Trump is, like, nowhere near status of a politician, not just qualification-wise, but the way he behaves. So, you know, it, it was funny while it lasted. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I am ill, by the way. I am ill and gross. Um... I have not shouted yet because I was just like, I need to get this done before my family comes home. Um, so excuse me for coughing from time to time and my nose being blocked. But that's my life right now. Um, so yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Um, some of the things I think are still funny, but yeah, mo- mostly this year just has been a massive what the fuck. And so I thought it would be a good idea to go over some good things. Uh, that happened to me personally in 2016. Um, And they're by no means, like, the best, best things that happened to me or the most important to me uh, or all of the good things. They were just some relatively big things that happened um, that I chose to talk about. And I think, especially in these trying times, it would be good for everybody to kind of sit down and think about all the good things because, you know, as shitty as that year was, for me personally, I think more than just saying, hey, everything is going to shit, it was more like, we we need to, we can't give up, we need to kind of keep going, and, you know, we need, we need to look at the bright side, and we are the generation that has to think, pu- push things forward in a good direction. So it, So this is what it is, a little bit of positivity in this whole mess. Um, one of the obvious things and nerdy sounding things is that in 2016 I actually got into university which like sounds like a very cliche thing to talk about like I I got into uni I'm so smart I'm, I'm going off studies new life new me whatever right um the reason why for me it's that's quite a thing um is because I didn't expect to go to uni this quick. I thought it would be quite a few years until maybe one miraculous day they scrapped tuition fees. I didn't want to be in debt in the first place. And I also thought I needed a break from uh, uni, from school in general. Um, and I did have that break. I did have a year of a break, 
which I'm also going to talk about. Um, <coughs> sorry. But it, it was quite a lot quicker. And, and the way I decided to go was also quite funny to me because I remember, I think it was back in April, I was coming home from work and I kind of just decided on my way home hey, do you know what, I'm I'm going to go to uni, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just going to go. Um, and so I decided to go, and I just went off and started doing my application, which, by the way, was not my plan in the first place. In the first place, I was like, um, fuck this whole application process, I don't want to have to do a personal statement, um, that's too long, I literally just don't want to do it, I'm just going to wait for clearing which is when, just before uni starts, they have all the, like, extra spaces, and you can call in if you didn't get to your uni and be like, can I go to your uni? And they're like, mm, what grades did you get? And you just tell them, and they're like, yeah, or they like, nah. And it's a lot easier that way. And that's what I was going to do initially, but um, I, because I study fine art, and that's what I wanted to do, I wanted to study fine art, <clears throat> and for that, in places you need to have a portfolio, and I didn't know if I would have to actually, you know, if I didn't know if um, you could go for clearing with a subject that you need a portfolio for because you need things, and like even so, last minute, I didn't know if I could make that portfolio. I just was, I don't know, and I thought. You know, if I'm actually going to apply, let me apply properly. So I actually wrote a personal statement and I applied. Um, and I remember taking time off work as well to, like, last minute do some pieces. And, like, at that point, a few months later, I was... No, like, a, like a month later, sorry, or so, I was kind of like, shit, you know, I really want to get in there. I don't have enough pieces and I was low-key panicking. Um, but in the end, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And miraculously, I got in. And what's even funnier is that uh, usually they ask our students to take a foundation year so you can build up portfolio and you can build up skills so that when you get there, you actually know what you want to do and you, you know how kind of the whole system works. And I didn't finish my art A-level. I don't know, one year and I decided this is shite. I don't want to be doing this. Uh, let me just do art in my spare time. And so I just never did either foundation or my second year of uni and they just kind of accepted me. I just kind of bluffed the whole thing, which was great. Um, and half the time there, I felt like I was there on accident because initially I was also thinking, well, I really don't want to work um, next year um, because my mental health at the time wasn't great and I was just tired and I also really really wanted to have more opportunities to work on my art and because half the time I was tired from work and like I just couldn't find the time no motivation to do art and I was like I want to do this but I don't want to work but I need money so I thought well what is their logical solution go uni so you don't have to work and so you can get money and so you can do your thing and having said that I thought um, because I also, and I still do, I still really would like to study zoology someday. Um, and at the time, it was really between either zoology or fine art. And 
you know, I didn't think mentally I was kind of ready to take on so much work as a field in biology and sciences in general would give me. So I thought, let me do art and do my shit. And then the year after, after the first year, I will quit and I will switch to zoology. Um, and then I started the course. And can I just say that I actually really love it and I want to finish it. And I don't know, like, I would love to study zoology, but unfortunately, student finance and the cost of uni and whatever, um, it will kind of stop me from doing that, you know, studying that. But I do really want to finish this course. And, you know, I guess it's about finding alternate ways um, to kind of do what you want to do. Because I would love to work with animals um, as well as making artwork. And it's actually a surprisingly really good space because I just can do what I want to do. It's It was really fascinating to me how sitting in my studio and just drawing all day and painting all day is not something that I have to reserve for my free time anymore. It's not like a side hobby sort of thing. It's actually something that they want me to do and they expect me to do. And it's something that, you know, they take value in. And it's just so nice but also so bizarre to be doing something that you like as a hobby and people actually being like yeah no do this instead of why are you doing this you should be doing something else something more productive you should be working on something um because that is your work that is your productivity and i really like it and i think it's really nice that it's something i was able to do this year and <clears throat> i mean even if i didn't like it or even if i decided to go later so far it's still proving to be an amazing experience. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, I'm, I'm pausing here slightly. God, I don't... I lost my train of thought after having gone on about this for a long time. Um, but getting back to um, <clears throat> what I was... Um, oh, just a second. My phone is being funny. I think, maybe not. Oh, anyway. Um, right, so I was saying back that... Um, right, I don't really remember what, know what I was saying, uh, where I cut off, but I remember that I was going to talk about the fact that I also did get to travel in the summer before uni started, um, which I'm not going to go, like, super into, but, like, in terms of things that, like... Because I feel like a lot of the shit that went down in 2016 was kind of like post-summer. Um, that's when things started really getting intense, like the second half of the year. So I think it's easy to forget, you know, about all the good things that happened before that. Um, and also because, like, it was, you know, it was quite, uh, like, six months ago or so, and, you know, people usually don't remember this thing, these things. But, you know, it's, it's good to go back, go back to that January, February, go back to the summer and, remember the, the good things that happened. And for me, one of these things back in the summer was that I got to travel to a few places around Europe. And <clears throat> uh, even though, like, half the time I was with family or, you know, half the time I was family or I wasn't alone in places for, like, a hugely long time, um, but still, like, all the travelling I pretty much did alone. And... Uh, like, my mum was quite worried about it, and I still, I was a bit, I think I was a bit nervous, but I was mostly excited, and just, it was really bizarre, I was finally, like, something that I got to do, that I actually got to go off on my own, and do that kind of thing, because, like, 
I think practically, if you look at like my route and you know the people I was staying with and stuff, it's not like oh I went around half of the world on my own. Look at me, but you know I, I like I always wanted to travel. I there's still so many places I want to see, and just the fact that you know it was kind of like the first step that I finally got to do it. That I literally just said, do you know what? I'm just gonna do this thing. Like I wanted to do this. Uh, I can. Why not? I'm gonna do it. Um, and I went off and did it, and I went by myself, and it's just, like, a step in independence, and kind of a step in learning to trust yourself, and, you know, doing th the things you want to do, because really half the time, I think, when you want to do something, it's just sitting down and being like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna do it, instead of putting it off until later and later. And some of those circumstances don't allow you to do things like money. Like, if I didn't have money, like, there isn't... You know, I could go and get a job and say, hey, I'm going to sleep up to do this thing. But if I wasn't in a position to say, hey, I'm going to do this, um, then obviously I wouldn't be able to. But once you're in a position where you can do something or find a way around to do something if you're in a bit of a more difficult circumstance... Like, it's really down to just doing it, you know, and pushing yourself to do it instead of kind of having that thing categorized in a, you know, sort of in your brain, in a place that's filed under to do later, you know. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and that was great. That was, that was just great. And, like, I've already talked about it to loads of people, but I just have good memories. Even though half the time I was alone and feeling really lonely. And whilst I was in Paris, which was one of the places I was at, like, I was, like, starving half the time and I was sick. But, you know, I also decided, uh, fuck it, and went to see the last trio puppets on my own. Like, literally, middle of the night, just outside Paris, town I didn't know. But, you know, I was scared. But once I was there, I was like, this is lit. <laughs> Having a great time. And... Whilst I was in Germany with, like, one of my mums, um, she, like, was doing a concert somewhere, so she, like, took me for two days to another town, and like, it was great. Like, those last-minute spontaneous things that just pop up are great. <laughs> um, and I also think everybody should travel if they can, even if it's, like, uh, even if they're jumping the train to go to the neighbouring town. <laughs> God, that's bad, but, you know. Um, follow your heart. <laughs> um, another thing is, can I just, yeah, can I just say, thank fuck for conventions. They are great. Um, and being the nerd I am, I, <clears throat> I've been to MCM, as I am every year. Um, but I think this year, what, what was really nice, like, another thing that I you know, I, like, I had to think about some of these things. Um, and because, again, like, you don't you don't remember most of the things or you can't remember them off the top of your head. But I, I thought about it. And, like, I think this last year I got to meet, like, a lot of artists um, at MCM. And I'm not going to name any names. But, um, it, like, artistically, in general, I think it was, like, a year of development and like one of the things was just me being a nerd and literally going around conventions but like it was really inspirational like seeing these people sell, sell their art and like it kind of inspires me to like keep doing the stuff that I do 
And obviously another part of it is that in my art class now, I've got loads of other artists that I can constantly take inspiration from. But um, I think I think artists at conventions are like another level of inspiration for me because some of them have taken like higher education in art, but some of them haven't. And I think whether they realize it or not, taking your own taking your own route in making art and selling it and, you know, having it be your job or at least like your part-time job is very, is very rebellious because you don't, you know, you don't go to follow kind of a set path. You kind of make it for yourself and you make it under your own rules. You kind of make what you want because like for me, I think like I don't, I don't like following a set route. I've always been in a way where I like to make my own way and do things my own way. And, like, that's something that I'm definitely going to have to fight a lot in art school. And I know this is probably something I'm going to talk about and rant about a lot. But, you know, there is a certain system, there are certain uh, prejudices. I can't say that word properly. Um, But, you know, there is a whole system, there is a whole culture, and you'll get teachers in every field that, you know, go kind of beyond it and don't like the system either. But a lot of them do, and it's. I think it's. It's very. I don't know if I can say easy, but it's very possible to get corrupted and get very dragged into it, and you know, and making it making kind of like a living of art in your own way also takes a lot of bravery. Um, and I would say the same to people who you know are also in institutions. And are still trying to kind of fight the right way, which, you know, is definitely something I'm going to try and do. But, you know, big shout out to these artists at conventions, doing their own thing, you know, kind of getting out there on their own terms. Um, you guys are generally an inspiration. And I hope if you're an aspiring artist, you kind of keep going, especially throughout the next year. Because, you know, you can only keep getting better if you keep doing it, if you keep pushing forward. Um... <clears throat> and I think conventions are a great place of inspiration in that sense. Um, and also speaking of conventions, right, um, this is going to sound really nerdy, but I've been to a fucking dog convention this year, and can I say, I don't know what could possibly top that, apart from me getting a job at a zoo, <laughs> because my mum was literally just like one day do you want to go with me and your sister to a dog convention in like two days and I was like hell yeah all right take me along they had like stalls it was massive they had stalls with every breed or at least like almost every breed they were like alphabetically set up and there were so many dogs like half of them were obviously tired because people kept petting them and all that stuff but oh my god (laughs) Um, it was amazing. I got to pet so many dogs. Some of them were so happy to be pet. And God, like one of them, I don't remember the name. I think it's like a Chinese breed where it's kind of like a small dog that kind of looks, I was going to say kind of looks like a greyhound, but I'm probably very wrong. But like they have, they only have fur on their paws and on their heads, on the faces. And the rest of their bodies are like just skin. And the only animals that I've touched that didn't have fur were, like, lizards or something, right? So they've got scales. It feels different. I have never touched, in, like, a mammal that 
was like hellas and oh my god is that a feeling <laughs> worth it it feels so weird it feels like you're touching a bald head that's like kind of flabby but like oh it was so weird that's so good like dogs are good <laughs> so it was good oh my god it was great and they had like a dog show as well and they had like this whole space just filled with golden retrievers and um if anything that convention taught me that i want the massive mountain dog i want a massive mountain dog that's bigger than me and man that's no hard to achieve oh uh, it was I, I would love to have a dog um <clears throat> yes um that's god i'm losing i'm losing my track again it's this is hard to do on your own right so bear with me <laughs> I'm, I'm still there i'm still with you um that yeah, those are <clears throat> those are some of a few good things. They they literally kind of off the, off the top of my head, and I still have to think about them a lot. But like, I don't know. From what I can remember, like the beginning of the year was also pretty good. Although I literally cannot remember what was happening at the beginning of two thousand sixteen. Um, I mean, I can remember some things, not necessary things I want to talk about on the podcast, but you know, good things. Um, and I would yeah, I would literally ask everybody to go off and think about the good things that happened or next year see this is what this is what we all should do next year and i actually saw this idea on like buzzfeed because i'm trash but next year like every month or every week or so you should write down something good that happens and keep that keep it in a jar keep it in a drawer keep it anywhere and you know when hard times come or when New Year comes, kind of read that. And I don't mean, I don't mean, it sounds cheesy, but like, especially with things like 2016, I think we need, we all need something to keep ourselves going, you know? I think, personally, I really think that 2017 is kind of the year of getting up and going out there and doing something. And I understand why so many people wouldn't want to do that. After 2016, I think everybody's tired emotionally, mentally. I think nobody wants to do shit. And it's so easy to just kind of get in that space of wanting to give up and not do shit. But I feel I feel a certain sharpness about 2017. And I feel like if we collectively accumulate energies in a certain direction to achieve certain goals, it, it will have that pacing effect, like, it, it is out there, you know, it's, it's, we are out there to do something, and, I mean, it might just be me talking, because, and, like, 2016 for me was a year of regaining energy that I lost for, like, the three or two years before that, you know, like, mentally being in kind of a bad state, and now kind of jumping up from that, so obviously, I'm, like, ready, um, and also with the political situation and shit like that, I, you know, I, I have, I think I found a lot of more energy to do more, getting involved more politically in ways of conversation. Um, so I'm like ready to wreck shit, basically. And I hope everyone else is too. I hope everybody can find things to keep them going and, you know, find things that will let you keep hope in your heart so that you can keep fighting. Because it's, I think it's really important, especially for people who are more vulnerable in society. And, 
I don't want to get any more deeper and political than that because I think everybody's like done with that talk. But here's the time for everybody's favorite segment. Um, news, LGBT news in Poland, right? This is I. This is gonna get wacky, like loads. I know it. Um, and I like decided to kind of stay away from any heavy um, negative things. Because, God, it's... Poland needs a lot of reform when it comes to these things. And, like, there is a lot of... There is a lot of intolerance and things like that. But this is this is one of the reasons why I'm, like, I'm here and I want to talk about these things. So, uh, one of the first things I wanted to talk about is actually a campaign that I launched, I believe, in September 2016. So, September this year or last year, depending on when this is going to be out. Um, it is a campaign called Let's, a translation of it to English is Let's Show Each Other the Sign of Peace. Um, and basically, Poland being a Catholic country, at the Mass, um, around the end of the Mass, the priest will say, let's show each other the sign of peace. And what you do is you shake hands with all the people sitting around you and in front of you and behind you, like people that you don't know. And it's obviously a symbol of like Jesus' teachings, you know, of peace um, and accepting your neighbor, whoever they might be. And what the campaign is about is the cooperation between the church and LGBT people. So I think on their website they have like, you know, some priests or like religious activists who are accepting of LGBT people and who want to spread that message and work with them to kind of demolish the sort of stigma that the church, the Catholic church in Poland has against um, LGBT people. Because, I mean, even though, you know, it's like Catholicism is very ingrained in the culture, even if it's not people going to church specifically, like loads of people will believe in God or will be raised in the Catholic tradition. So religious or not, it has a lot of um, influence on the people. And I think it's lovely that something like that exists. So, um, I f- like, I think it's just something worth looking into. Like, I've been on the website and seen some of the videos, and, like, I mean, they're all in Polish, so they're all for, for Polish-speaking folk. But um, the website is... Um, it's znakpokoju.com, which is spelled, for anybody who needs a spelling, Z-N-A-K-P-O-K-O-J-U.com. And... Like, that's the website, they have all the information, and so if anybody wants to look into it or get involved, um, it's just a really nice, positive campaign, and I'm glad something that exists, and someone is making those steps. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about is that right now, uh, what is happening in Poland, and I think the associates of this are um, campaign against homophobia, in Poland, Campania Przeciw Homophobii, Lambda from Poland, which I think is an international thing, but I might be wrong, it might just be published, and also an organization called uh, Transfusia, which deals with like um, transgender individuals and their rights and in spreading information and all that stuff. And 
basically what they're all doing, uh, they're doing a questionnaire um, for anybody who has been living in Poland for at least two years. Um, so the last two years, if you've mostly lived in Poland, you can do this questionnaire. And if I just look up at the title... Um, Essentially, what this is for is, um, I need to like translate this in my head, so sorry, but it's going to make like the answers to these this questionnaire is gonna make are gonna make up a report of how Polish like LGBT Polish people are treated in society, um, and I cannot stress how important that is. Even if you're not Polish, give it to your Polish friends. If you're Polish and don't live in Poland, give it to anybody who does live there. I cannot stress how important these things are. Because every every LGBT and non-LGBT person that's right in their mind will know that Poland has a lot to wish for when it comes to treatment of LGBT individuals. But um, something like this gives organizations that are trying to help the right information and exactly where they need to concentrate their efforts for because it's it's really hard to get this kind of stuff in in Poland for example hate crimes as you know written down on paper aren't a thing you don't get a report like for LGBT crimes it's like it's not a thing you can't go you know get records from the police and count how many hate crimes there have been because it's not it's not recorded like that they don't you know they don't see it as a thing so we do need information and also especially you know of the fact that there's a conservative government right now and all that it it gives proof to fight with for the better it lets people to really say hey these are the numbers. These are the problems. Like people are saying that it's 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 been it's been searched for. It's been looked at. This is what we're dealing with. So I cannot stress how important it is. Please do spread it. Um, the link to the questionnaire. You can find the questionnaire at kph.org.pl forward slash badanie elgibeta, which is b a d a n-i-e-l-g-b-t right so that's kph.org.pl forward slash b-a-d-a-n-i-e-l-g-b-t right and if you go there there's a like obviously the questioner is in polish but you like if you're filling it out i'm assuming you know polish um and it is quite long there's like 160 to 200 questions depending on your answers because they change depending on your answers the questions um and the website does say that it takes from 40 to f 30 to 40 minutes to fill out but if you're answering it within one week and on the same computer you can exit the page and when you go back to it it will direct you to where you last um finished so honestly it's so so important for us as polish people for us as a community for us as lgbt people to fill this out because that can be part of an important step forward and it's a questionnaire about 2015 to 2016 so i'm not sure how long it's gonna be up um so i'll just advise that you go and check it out when you can um you know, taking that time of day 
from you know taking taking that time from a day um, can mean a lot for a lot of us. So uh, thank you for listening. If you got this far, um, I know it could be monotonous to just listening to one person talk constantly, but um, you know I, I will work on this. I I like doing this. I hope to um, have another podcast next week. And I hope to keep doing it throughout in 2017. And I hope that whoever listens to it enjoys it. And I hope, I just hope you guys listen to it and have a good time. So happy, happy 2017. Happy 2017. Remember that we have to stay together. And see you next week.